0: Desk, a podcast of West Dallas Public Library. We welcome West Dallas residents and library book clubbers Jen and Jesse to the podcast to share their recommendations. We also talk about how we choose what to read next, odd jobs we'd like to pursue when not reading, of course, and more. I'm Sarah. Today we have Jen and Jesse on the podcast. They have been coming to some library programs and they are readers so I thought it would be fun to have them on the podcast. I'm Jen. I have been an avid reader
1: for as long as I can remember and along with enjoying the book club here I've recently tried the writing promptly because I am trying to see if I can expand my writing abilities. Excellent, thank you.
2: And I'm Jesse. I also have been been a big reader for longer than I can remember. I'm a resident here of West Dallas. I enjoy the book club so much it stretches my reading preferences. I've also been trying the writing club and I really really enjoyed the whole wellness series that's been going on. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't pay you guys to say that.
0: <laughs> I'm interested to hear about what you're reading. I'm happy to share what I've been reading. Should I start? Sure. What are okay. you reading? So It's going to sound very Unsurprising, I suppose, because I am reading books about librarians. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them that I recently read is a new book by Laura Sims. It's called How Can I Help You? And it's about two women who work in a library. And one of them is a former nurse. Her name is Margot. And she is one of the perspectives we get in the story. And She used to help people pass on to the next life, but they didn't really want her help. (laughs) So she's kind of like that nurse in the news, except that she wasn't a pediatric nurse and she wasn't killing infants, she was killing adults and she is almost caught several times so she would have to kind of job hop but because the hospitals that she worked for did not want to get in trouble for deaths caused by an employee they didn't really report her they just gave her a good reference and she got to keep on moving on but at her last place she realized that she's going to be getting into more trouble so she leaves the area and changes her name and she decides I'm not quite sure we don't know how or why she does but she ends up in a library and she is helping people at the checkout desk And then another new employee starts, and her name is Patricia. She is a writer who just completed her master's degree in library and information studies and is set to become a reference librarian, but she really hasn't quite let go of her dreams of publication, and she had written a manuscript that didn't get published, and she's kind of just still itching to really be a writer, and she took this job, she kind of is a little bit ambivalent about it, but then when she meets Margot, she just finds Margot so fascinating, and Margot kind of lets it slip that she used to be a nurse, and so Patricia does a little bit of research and Mm -hmm. (laughs) realizes who she is, and becomes inspired to write a new novel, (laughs) and Ah. so you have this tension of when is margot going to find out that patricia is writing about her patricia carries this notebook with her all over and is furiously writing at the reference desk for some reason they're, they're in this small town they haven't had a reference librarian for a while so the other staff has been answering phone calls and questions but it's not that busy. Patricia should be getting a handle of the collection and figuring out projects for her to do. Instead, she's completely just focused on her book (laughs) and so you also get the perspective of Patricia so it's kind of interesting there are situations that overlap where you get to see from both of their perspectives what's going on and it's a slim book it's like I think under 250 pages Mm It reminded me a bit of My Sister the Serial Killer by Onion Khan Braithwaite. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have either of you read Mm -hmm. that one? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it had the kind of tone, I think, kind of like it's a thriller, but also there are humorous aspects. Laura Sims, who wrote the book, works in a library. She does have a library degree and works part-time as a reference librarian. So you get kind of that insider's perspective and that was something that appealed to me when I read the review, I was like, oh, this will be fun. (laughs) So yeah, I enjoyed it. I think if you like my sister, the serial killer, you might like, how can I help you?
2: I don't know. Do you have any questions for me about the book or? I have a lot of questions. (laughs) So, the woman who was the former nurse, you said Uh she's helping people at the reference desk. Is she really helping or is she meddling? Or because she helped people cross over who didn't want to cross over. So, in my head, she's a very sinister individual who's like creating chaos. So, she actually is at the checkout
0: desk and she does have like some altercations with patrons who, like, there's one patron who comes in and is saying that she has all these missing books on her account but she didn't she turned them in and that the library lost the books not her and there's also another patron who uses the computers and looks at stuff he's not supposed to and so she is one of the people that he kind of listens to when she tells him he can't do that mm-hmm. and she can't quite give up that feeling of witnessing since death so she does get herself into trouble at the library as <laughs>
2: well. <laughs> not surprising. My favorite favorite genre is cozy mysteries and mm-hmm. a lot of them take place with the librarian as the main sleuth or as the one who's like bringing everyone together so I love this combination of a little bit of that but more of the thriller and like you said based in some of the reality with her job it sounds very good. It was fun. <laughs> well, what about you guys, what have you been reading lately? I am currently reading the second book in Valerie Burns series. It's a newer series of I think it's the Baker Street mysteries but it's a young woman who used to be a social media influencer again absolute cozy mystery and my favorite like criteria for a cozy mystery is a female sleuth not involved in law enforcement at all there has to be some sort of food and some sort of reading like book club or something like that in there so she used to be a social media influencer she got left at the altar and it was live streamed and so she's convinced that her life is ruined at the same time her aunt passes away and leaves her a bakery, and oh. she's never baked, and she also has this really big <laughs> dog that she inherits that I can't think of what his name is, and she moves to this super teeny town, because of course, cozy mysteries always mm-hmm. are in a teeny town, mm-hmm. um, and so this second series she's made, or the second book in the series, she's already made the bakery called baby cakes bakery which is the name of the dog uh viral sensation and so now she's enmeshed in the town Uh and has a new love interest and sheriff's ex-husband who she's not actually divorced from has come back into town and that's where i stopped reading last night so it is all of my favorite elements yeah (laughs) sounds like it It's funny that you are talking about
0: Cozy Mysteries. The episode that is coming out before this one is on Cozy Mysteries.
1: What are you reading? I'm taking a break and I'm reading a
0: couple of
1: Don't Have to Think About Them books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Janet Ivanovich wrote a different series besides the Stephanie Plum one Mm -hmm. about the Fox and O'Hare series. So it's the, she's an FBI agent and he's a thief the two main characters, and so I apparently had already read this book, but didn't remember that I had read this book, so I'm rereading it. (laughs) So that's my end of summer book that I'm reading, but I'm also reading Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult, and Jennifer Finney, oh, I can't remember her last name now, but they co-wrote a book, and I'm not very far into that one yet, but it is about a woman who's a beekeeper whose son is implicated in his girlfriend's death. Oh. So it's told from the viewpoint so far of the mother, the beekeeper mother, and the girl who dies. Oh, so, oh that's interesting. Which is, so it's you know so it's one of those ones where it starts at present mm-hmm. and then goes backwards so it was like one week before and then it's three weeks before and then it's two days before and so it hops the timeline but obviously like a lot of Jody Pocold's books there's a lot of technical things about the beekeeping which mm-hmm. I would love to have bees yeah. I won't ever be able to have bees, but I would love to have bees, so that's always fun to have that extra knowledge thrown in there that she relates to the plot. But if I'm trying to take a break from heavier books then I tend to read, they're not necessarily cozy mysteries, but I tend to read fun or humorous sure. or easy. <laughs> <I> oh, <would laughs> yes.
2: Jana Ivanovich, a cozy mystery writer, would yeah. you? I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I think so. And that series that you mm-hmm. mentioned yes. is really fun. It is.
0: I'll have to check that
1: one out The Stephanie Plum series, the early books, are hilarious But make sure that you can laugh wherever you are Because <laughs> yes. you don't think you're going to be laughing out loud And then the next thing you know I took one to jury duty once Oh, <laughs> that was
0: not a good idea Well, I bet it made the time go perfect <laughs> It
1: did It did while well, I was waiting to see if I was going to get called Which I did get called for a case So. A I've long read, long. read
0: only one Jodi Picoult I read Wish You Were Here Is that mm-hmm. the one? I did you so. read that one?
1: I'm sure I did it's been a while since I've read
0: some of her books, though, so... That one is a newish one, and it was about a woman who is in the Galapagos Islands all by herself, or mm. she gets stranded there after COVID. I have not,
2: but now I need to. <laughs> well, Isn't the Galapagos, like, one of... Of years? Yeah, that was, like, a recent one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Last year. last year. That's so, exciting. That's yeah. a big one. So I'll have to read that one now.
0: Yeah, I'm curious, have you read any of her book?
2: I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking, I'm so impressed that you all know the authors <laughs> off the top of your head. If I do not have a Goodreads list or like a notebook, I mean, I could describe the book to you, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I've read it, but the Galapagos one sounds really interesting. Well, it has, I think she's known for twists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it has a twist, so I would be curious to know if you do read it, what yeah. do you think? Well, now we'll have to. Now we will, yes. (laughs) I also was reading a book for one of our book clubs here. We have the Young Adult Book Club for Adults, YABC for Adults, and we're reading Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor. So I am reading that In preparation for that book club and that one is about a junior librarian. It's a fantasy story and he works in this amazing library and he is really interested in the lost city of Weep and it's probably not even called Weep. He believes in magic and believes that the real name of the city was stolen from his mind and from other people's Mm -hmm. minds. But he, in his work at the library, finds evidence of the city. He also takes seven years to piece together, he figures out the language that the people spoke. And it's not really a spoiler to say that he does end up encountering people from city and it's you know it's his dream to find this lost city but the librarians are workers in this reality and they're not really supposed to be doing their own research i mean he was it's not like he can't do it but his job is to do research for the academics and they're like of a different class and so there's this young man who I think is around his age who's like this golden boy. Literally he has gold hair and he is a really good academic and he studied how to turn material into gold. He actually is able to succeed because of the librarian. He gave him kind of the clues or the keys Mm. and so you have this rival who's almost stealing his work and his dream because when these people from Weep ask for help, the golden boy ends up getting picked to go. And the main character, his last name is Strange, so that's where the title Mm. comes in, Strange the Dreamer. He's always supposed to be like kind of daydreaming in the stacks because he's thinking of his lost (laughs) city but i picked this book because one of the librarians here really recommended it we have some people in that book club who are big fantasy readers and i wanted to make sure that we were reading something that would appeal to them because we had been picking some other ones that were maybe not always to their liking and i was like we have to get something for them. And then I also found out in talking with my colleagues that another librarian here loves that book. And so I'm really looking forward to getting in farther and seeing what happens. That should make for an interesting
1: discussion, too.
2: Yeah, I you so. People
1: who like that genre, plus you've heard good recommendations, that
2: usually makes for a better group discussion. Yeah. It's one of the things that I appreciate about the book club is the thought that goes into selecting the books and the diversity that's in there. Like, there's a lot of books that we've read where I was like, I never would have found that on my own. And so it makes it fun. And then to hear everyone's opinions mm-hmm. on it. And I like that usually everybody has a different opinion. Yes. <laughs> A very different take. Yeah. yeah, not everybody is in
0: agreement. You know, some people like a book, some people don't care for it. But I love it when people don't care for a book, but they still read it and come to the discussion anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to hear another perspective. It shows a commitment to the group, like you're still gonna yes. participate, even if you don't like something. Because I think it's very tempting when you don't like something to not finish and maybe not come because you're not as invested in that story people come with
2: notes so that's always fun (laughs) that is so fun they come with their cheat sheets and all their stuff written down and i'm glad that i remembered the title and the author when i'm there but it's so much fun to listen and hear yeah And we have, at least in the
1: Saturday book club, we have such a diverse age and experience range, which I think is part of what appeals to me. Because you're constantly getting literally different perspectives and interpretations based on those experiences and perspectives, Mm -hmm. especially with some of the last couple Absolutely. So I assume the
0: Young Adult Book Club is the same type of scenario? Yeah, Yeah, we have, I would say, probably it skews a little bit younger, but then we still have people of all ages who participate. We do have some overlap between Books and Coffee and YABC, we did when we had the Nonfiction Book Club, too. But I think there were some people who had requested that we do a YA book club for adults, and so I think we are kind of reaching some different people with this one. And it's, I guess, kind of fun for me. I'm one of the people that coordinates the book club because I used to read more YA books and I haven't as much, but now I am again because of the book club. So it's kind of fun to read some of those. And it is fun picking out the books, like doing, Another thing that people have requested is if we can tie into different months in terms of like Women's History Month, Black History Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, and so sometimes we try to do that as well. Like think about like what book might check one of these boxes. And I don't know, then you have to just kind of mix it up too. Like genre wise. Mm-hmm. It's fun. We'll like our little reminder bookmarks. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes we do yes. like the reminder yes, bookmarks.
1: I also like them though because I haven't been able to come to the young adult, but I want to read those books because of exactly what you're doing, which is being thoughtful about what you choose. And young adult books are obviously significantly different now than they were yeah. when I was a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're entertaining and some of them are really well written and cover different subject matters that maybe you wouldn't read otherwise and yeah. so I think that's so I appreciate having the bookmarks because it's both lists
2: yes and then I can read both choices at some point yeah, yeah. I've been doing the same thing I also like it because I can give it to my co and then have an additional little side chat about what they're reading and doing. it's our own little internal marketing for you at, oh well, thank you <laughs> in, in <laughs> Ever- club. yes <laughs> passing them around any chance we can yeah Oh, that's great. And it sounds like then you're connecting
0: with your co-workers about yes. something that you really enjoy, books, yes. um, so it kind of makes the workplace probably more fun and interesting when you're
2: connecting on another level <laughs> one of my coworkers used the bookmark as her wish list for a birthday event oh. because she really really enjoys reading and so she just gave That's different perfect. people different titles That's and, uh, yeah it was fun it was neat to see her excitement over it too uh-huh. and it was another one of those where it's not stuff that she would have mm-hmm. necessarily picked or found especially because the to be read pile gets bigger and bigger and you just keep finding new things <laughs> to read yeah, yeah. There was someone in some forum online or something that was talking about like how do you choose your next book besides like the lists and that kind of stuff. And it was interesting to see the debate between people who picked it off of like the series that they were reading versus the cover art versus a friend's recommendation. People were very invested in the right way to select the next book. Wow. <laughs> interesting. They had very strong feelings. I feel like, in some ways, it's kind of all of the above, right? It depends on... For me, it's all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. I am often persuaded by a fun cover, cover? though. Yeah. 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 Or a good title. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, now that I'm saying that, I'm very persuaded by other recommendations. So I take that back. It's all of the above. Have you been reading other good books? Like, is there
0: something that, like, sticks out from this past year that you read that you really liked? Or is there something that you're really looking forward to reading that is on your TBR pile
2: that you haven't got to yet? Ooh, so many of both. I think I'll stick with the book club theme with the Christie Affair was the last one that we read. I really enjoyed that. That was a very good book. Yeah. My mom reminded me that when I was a kid, I really liked historical fiction, and I could not tell you the last time I picked anything like that up. So it was a fun little reminder to check out another genre and explore that. So I really liked that one. I'm looking forward to finishing the uh, Baby Cakes mystery as well. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Oh, I'm looking forward to the next book club book too. Wait, what is it again? The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Yes. I knew it had book club and vampires in it (laughs) but I think it would be a nice mix. It's really funny. It is on hoopla, on
0: audio. So if you like that, I highly recommend the audio. It's one reader, but she is fabulous. She does a number of different voices for the different characters, and she's really good. It's a horror story, but it's super funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is I a mean, great combination. Exactly. With the title, you yeah. kind of expect, right? Exactly. <laughs>
1: I know I've read several good ones. I did really like Christy Affair. I finished that while I was on vacation. I was unfortunately not able to make the book club, but I still wanted to read mm-hmm. the book. And in fact, I had to look up how much of it was yes. based on fact because I didn't know a lot about that. It sent oh, you into like Christy. such yes. a
2: little rabbit hole yes. of learning about her life and I think we can solve the mystery. I think we can at this mm-hmm. point in
1: time. <laughs> but I don't know from this year what my favorite has been so far. I did read in the beginning of August I read Afterlives which is a heavier book mm-hmm. but it's a good one. It's very well written. I don't remember the author's name or how to pronounce it but that is a very I'm good book. very proud of you for that. A very good book and he's written two. I believe I've read the other book so then I wanted to read this one so I finished that which is why then I
0: moved to the light episode. mystery. <laughs> what is Afterlives about?
1: It is about a family and the intertwining throughout time. So it's a merchant who owns a business and it's set in Africa but I don't remember which country in Africa and it starts before World War I and so there's a storyline of how the merchant shop ends up and there's a storyline about some of the African soldiers working for the Germans in Africa Okay. during, is it during World War One or is it before World War I? But there is a war going on mm-hmm. and the Germans are trying to take over various areas of Africa and so it's told from the African worker point of view and one of the African soldiers then comes back and ends up working for the merchant and it's, so it's intertwined with how his life turns out and you kind of don't really know a lot about him but how he interacts with the other family that started the story.
0: Okay.
1: So there's that connection. But I will say that I was very disappointed in the ending.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because in my opinion, it didn't really resolve and it kind of was abrupt. And it felt like you had all this woven together story and then it skipped ahead and then it was just done. Hmm is how it kind of felt to me, because part of the story is one of the characters, her brother goes missing, he volunteered to fight or work with the Germans during this war that was going on, and he never came home, and so part of the story is her always wondering what happened to him, and the eventual child in the story grows up, and so it kind of skips about 20-some years and comes back with him giving some information about the brother. Oh. And so it felt it felt like it ended strangely to me. It was still written well, but I feel like they just kind of went, well, let's just skip 20 years and here's what happened as opposed to resolving it in the way I thought it would
0: resolve. I wonder if that fast forward wasn't going to be in there at all, but Mm -hmm. somebody said like you have to... Maybe have to... You have to tell us what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Other people might find it satisfying to know what happened. I feel like they cheated you out of sure a chunk of time. That's but it's fair. still a very good book, and it's different, and it's, you know, experiences in a timeline that I wouldn't have otherwise known. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember why it was on my list, but I had it on hold for a very long time, and then when it came up, I had to make sure that I finished it. Sometimes I'm down to the wire. I read a lot of ebooks. books uh-huh. yep. and so it's easier to renew physical books, but I read a lot of e-books, so I can read at night without a light on, and so I'm always racing uh-huh. if I can't renew it.
2: That's serious <laughs> if I have three, pressure. If I, you know. I have three
1: days left, and then I'm staying up past my bedtime to
2: finish books, and that was yeah. one of them, but it was worth it. That pressure that you describe is very real, mm-hmm. and you know the like, little clock is ticking mm-hmm. down. Can I make it? <laughs> yep, can I make it before it disappears while I'm <laughs> yes. on the while I'm 10 on pages the page? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that
0: would be sad. Would <laughs> yes.
1: That's happened to me before. <sighs> Especially when you're reading multiple books
0: yeah do you often read multiple books at a time
1: i didn't used to and then i started for some reason so sometimes i'll have three i'll have an audiobook that i can listen to while i'm knitting and we listen to a lot of audiobooks when we're traveling Mm -hmm. because we do a lot of road trips now so sometimes it'll be an audiobook and a physical book and an ebook at least one If not, two have to be easier reads where I don't have to follow things as much. They can't be real heavy. They can't be nonfiction. I can do one fiction and then one nonfiction, but I can't then have an audiobook because I forget. Yeah. I get distracted and then I don't know (laughs) where I am in certain ones. But right now, especially with that Fox and O'Hara mystery, that doesn't take any brain power. And Mad Honey is a captivating one, so it's easier to remember. Mm-hmm. Jody Palcoa does write some very nice books, usually heavy subject matters.
0: Yeah, she used to get a lot of her story ideas from the
2: news, mm-hmm. right? And then she'd kind of turn that into fiction. Yeah, so they're not light reads. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be my wintertime hibernation is what you're telling yes. me. Yes, and then you'll have to do a cozy mystery when you're done. To co- Yep,
0: <laughs> <laughs> to counteract. <laughs> the palette. Yes, <laughs>
2: exactly. i kind of to do the same thing, have a couple going at once, depending on not only the mood that I'm in, but the space mm-hmm. that I'm in right? My kid likes to read over my shoulder a lot, so I can't have anything too adult. Exactly. (laughs) needs to be kind of dry for that, but also at work I like to listen sometimes if it's not too heavy of a task that I'm doing, like sorting or cleaning stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then it's nice to have a nice light read. I have found that for heavy books or non-fiction ones, I need them to be physical copies. That's the only thing that I haven't been able to switch to either audio or e-readers on. Something about it, like my brain needs to have the tactile experience of holding it so the information sticks with me. It is sometimes harder when
0: you're listening to a book you feel like you might be missing something so it does depend on what the subject matter is or how closely you think you want to pay attention. I've listened to some nonfiction books on audio and some of them were easier to listen to than others. For example, I listened to How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. And even though he talks about a lot of research and everything, I felt like it's okay if I don't remember the exact (laughs) research. Like I'm getting the gist of what he's saying. So it just kind of, I think, depends. And I think the reader is a big thing with audiobooks too. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a good reader, that makes a big difference. There are some that I've started to listen to or I've listened to... clip because i want to decide do i want to listen to this book and i'm like no yes Yes. (laughs) not this
2: one (laughs) i had the reverse too where there were series that i was reading it's like okay this is okay and then when i listened to it the narrator made it so much more interesting i was like all right we'll keep going in this we'll let it ride its course with it so it's amazing how much of a difference that piece can make in the enjoyment of a story
1: Mm-hmm. Especially if you hear a voice when you read. We were just at the writing class talking to someone who, she said she is one of those people who can't picture things and doesn't hear her own voice. even you know, When you're reading something, hear a voice of some kind. So I wonder if audiobooks are a different experience.
2: Yeah. If you aren't that type of thinker. Mm-hmm. That would be so interesting. Mm-hmm. And yes, to your point, too, when the voice of the narrator doesn't match the voice that you created for the individual, you're like, no, I'm sorry, you're incorrect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like when they turn a book into a movie and you're like, no, that was not right. Yeah. (laughs) Oftentimes I think they do a good job, but then there are times when I think it's difficult to adapt because sometimes you can tell they're too closely following mm-hmm. the book. I guess that's fine if you didn't read the book, but if you read the book, I feel like I'm just having a very similar experience. But then there are times when it's like there are things that you really want to be the same, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't stay the same, it's like, it's oh, oh, no. no. yes. disappointing. yeah. I am a big Ann Patchett fan, so I'm really looking forward to reading her latest book, Tom Lake. Mm -hmm. That's about a woman who reflects back on her romance with a famous actor, and it's also with her family. Like, her daughters learn about their mom, her past romance and everything. I think she often has families in her stories. And then I read about this book called Burnt, by Claire Frank. It's a memoir by a female firefighter, and she sounds like she's a pretty amazing person. She is California's first and only female chief of fire protection, so that's like, I think, the top in the state, top position. But she rose through the ranks and was a fire chief at different points, and she had a decades-long career. She not only was a firefighter, but she got her law degree and she has an MFA in creative writing. Wow. Oh wow. And I like memoirs, but I kind of wanted to get a feel of what is this one gonna be like. So I read the intro from an excerpt and it's one of those like narrative nonfiction, like really good storytelling. And so when I was reading that I was like she have a degree in writing? And sure enough, she did. So I think that one will be really interesting just with all of the wildfires that have mm-hmm. been happening in the last several years to kind of get her perspective, but also hear about being a woman who is working in a predominantly male field. I mean, I know there are other women firefighters, but she's still probably the only female in this top I position. So... I think that one sounds good. That one sounds very interesting. It does. How else do you pick up books? Like, we talked a little bit about recommendations and all of that. Do you pay attention to reviews or not so much? I don't usually pay attention to reviews.
1: Most of mine are recommendations. My parents are both avid readers, so I get mm-hmm. a lot of recommendations from the two of them. I read a lot of murder mystery books, so I read a lot of series. So then, that's easy. But when you finish a series, then it's disappointing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or when a series
1: just stops. Right. That's that's also so sad. Yes. Yeah. And then I've always tried to belong to a book club of some kind, mm-hmm. so that I can get things from that. Books and Coffee is by far the most diverse, which is great because there are books I would not have picked mm-hmm. otherwise. And then I am friends with a lot of people who read. So Mm -hmm. they'll post recommendations or you have to read this one or they'll pass the book on, yeah, that kind of thing. For nonfiction, I try to read books that will educate me in other people's experiences that I would not be able to understand without hearing their viewpoint. And at least it gets me a little bit closer to understanding that. I've always read books that way for nonfiction or if there's a subject that I think might be interesting to learn more about. So I would say most of what I pick is. Either it's the next book that makes sense or it's a recommendation from somebody. But my most favorite author of all time is Toni Morrison. So I've Mm -hmm. read all of her books Mm -hmm. just because I think she was a phenomenal author. And I'm sad that there aren't more. Yeah. It's been a very long time since I've read them and I own them all. So at some point, you know, when I get through my other (laughs) books, (laughs) I pretend that I'm going to reread them. But I would like to. There's a couple of them that I read so long ago in college or shortly after college that would be be great to read a second time, but they're all also extremely heavy subject matter, so then you have to sandwich. Yes. yes. <laughs> with, a very, with a very
2: light read after that. Absolutely. I also really like series, and so mm-hmm. I do that. Recommendations are a huge piece. The only time that I really use reviews is for work-related content, mm-hmm. so that before I invest a lot of brain power and energy and time into it, making sure that it's really been validated and really fits the need that I'm looking for, that's the only time that I'll dive deep into reviews and things like that. Otherwise, it's recommendations. recommendations, series, and a good book cover will Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. draw me in as well. And there's a lot of good book covers now. Yes, they're so fun. And I also am always amazed at... talk to people about this all the time like every day I learn that there's something new that is an actual job that you get paid for like I would have as a kid I had no idea that you could draw the covers or create the covers of books or make money at it (laughs) yeah I didn't know that you could be a librarian for a long time either because the librarians at my school were parents who volunteered so I was was like I missed the boat on that one (laughs) well you can always change careers if you want to this is true. (laughs)
0: I think the first time I got really excited was when I realized there was somebody who came up with the names for like lip gloss and eyeshadow.
2: It was like, oh, this would be so fun to come (laughs) up with this. The most recent one that I was like, are you serious? People get paid to do this. There are signature designers that help. Yes, they help celebrities and folks craft their signature. That's cool. I know. I was like, stop. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Again. Is, how was that a job? Right. It's <laughs> very specialized. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> extremely. And it is. Hmm. I mm-hmm. suppose, especially if someone's going to be signing 14. Yeah. It's something about like out. not only the image, but also the ease in which you can repeat right. it. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. So, so that you can just who, go down the line, multiple Yep. Yeah. Signature. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of why I like some of the cozy mystery stuff too, because there's always so many different jobs in all of them. Like, I think it's Elaine Beads who has the dead end. Job series and like each book, they've taken on a different job. Like one of the main <laughs> characters, because they're like investigating stuff, so they always wind up on these different jobs. I'm like, oh, who knew you could get actual income for doing that? I'll make sure that I add that to the list so that we can come up with ideas when we retire from our yes know, normal
1: full time jobs. Absolutely, and have to <laughs> still make money because we'll have to still need some income coming yes. in when you're semi-retired. When are you semi- yep. Yes, when I'm not working the nine to five. That's a misleading yeah <laughs> schedule as well. But- (laughs) When I'm not working the everyday Monday
0: through Friday job, right?
2: There's so many things Mm -hmm. you get to explore. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the great
0: thing about books. Is like what you were both saying. Mm -hmm. You get to find out about different jobs. You get to find out about different people's experiences, faraway places, and then I don't know. I think it inspires you maybe to visit some of those places, or just yeah, opens up the world in a way that you know. If maybe you can't travel, you can always pick up a book and be somewhere.
1: Or I also like reading books that are set in places that I've been or lived. That's Um, fun to hear about them. Do you find that they're somewhat accurate? It depends on the book. Yeah, right. I haven't read anything that it hasn't been, especially when you visit a place, you don't know all the nooks and crannies, so they're probably mm-hmm. more detailed, and I wouldn't know if they were inaccurate yeah. But it's fun to hear things described that you've been to. Yeah, like I definitely will have to read the Jody Puckle one
2: for the Galapagos to yeah. see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a local author who writes. The main character's name is Chloe Ellison or Ellerson, and it's set in the '80s. Oh. And she works for Old World Wisconsin, and her boyfriend used to work for uh, Milwaukee police department and now works for somewhere in Waukesha County. And not only has it been fun to like see all these things described that you're familiar with, but also with a local author, books are dedicated to people that I'm like, oh, That's I fun. recognize that name. Like, I know generally where this person fits into things. And it's neat to see the time lapse of stuff, mm-hmm. too, because it's written in a time where it was before I would remember anything, mm-hmm. right? But you can still compare it to the records and like what... Like a Mall with an ice rink? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had not forgotten about that one until you were just talking about reading about places that you love Jessica. Oh, wait. Had yeah. that one to my list, too, then. And that author winds up, her name is Kathleen Ernst, I think, and she goes to a lot of the local bookshops, too. Okay. I think she has a lot of other series, but they're probably very serious, so... <laughs> So she writes under different names? Or? No, she writes under Kathleen Ernst, but the character is Chloe Ellison. But okay. she ha- I think she writes nonfiction, too. Okay, I've not dived into serious. those, okay. yeah. But it's fun to see people in person then, mm-hmm. too.
0: Well, thank you both. I think we've had a great discussion, a lot of recommendations for people, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming. Thanks for thank having you. us. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Desk. We hope you enjoyed our reading recommendations. You can find the book titles we discussed in the show notes. To find out about book clubs and other programs at the library, visit westallislibrary.org events. Tune in again next month when we talk about Anne Patchett's latest novel, Tom Lake. It's extraordinary. That's all for this episode. See you next time.